Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take Command Podcast here from Odyssey Sports. Defensively, uh, they will not get Chase Young back this week. The offense will get Brian Robinson. We'll talk about the impact on that on Friday's show. Um, Defensively, as you watch the tape, what do you take out of the performance against Dallas? Um, Long stretches of good football. Critical mistakes obviously bite them in the butt again. Yeah, I mean, I think I think on the whole, like I just did a breakdown. Uh, it's on uh, it's on YouTube on the what is that the the command, the command center? center and, yeah, yeah, just search search the commanders YouTube page. You're welcome, and, commanders. Don't say I never did nothing nice for you. Right, and uh, I was just blown away by how hard that team played the the, the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they just they just played super hard against the run. I mean, what is it, sixty two yards rushing for Zeke and Pollard under two yard like two yards a carry or whatever it is like that group came and basically said, you will not run the football on us. And John played great. Payne played great. Ridgeway did a great job. F.A. Obata, Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams. That front just basically was like they played with their hair on fire. Jamin, Cole, Cam, everyone, Forrest had an excellent couple run fits early on in the game. And you just see the passion that they're playing with, the energy. Um, And that, to me, is is good because you can build off of that, right? Obviously – much like the offense, the penalties, specifically the pass interference stuff, was catastrophic, really, for this group. You know, like they, the you know the first drive that Dallas goes on, it's a long drive. It's after Benjamin St. Juice gets an interception on what I kind of view as a relatively questionable pass interference call. Like, is it a pass interference? Yes. Yeah, it was like, a penalty. But like sometimes they don't call that because it's incidental or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then the other thing that kind of was frustrating about that is is that throw is so underthrown, like the the pass interference was irrelevant. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, the same is true. Like the the penalty they call, when they called it on St. Jude's, they meant to call it on Jackson on the other interception, yes, yeah. which is just such great recognition by Cam Curl. Like shout yeah. out Cam Curl on that one because he realizes the matchup that Dallas sees is, uh, who was it? Pollard? Jamin. Uh, Jamin uh, yeah, but it was on, on Jamin. Whoever it was, it was like, oh, we've got our matchup. We're going to throw this deep ball down the sideline. And Cam Curl's like, I know you are, and I'm going to go take it. And he did. Um, and the the hold that gets called on Jackson has nothing to do with the play. Mm. It's also absolutely a penalty. Yeah. And that's the kind yeah. of thing is like you just have to be better than that defensively 
because you don't know what's going to happen ultimately on a play. Like, don't take yourself out of a play and the chance to make a great play by doing something dumb early in the down. Yeah. And, and like, grabbing a guy up by the shoulder pads where his head's under your armpit, like, that's going to get called every time. You got you to prevent that from happening by being in better position, anticipating better, whatever it is that caused him to get in that position. Don't do that thing. Well, I think the other thing with him is, uh, yeah, that, that penalty, like, was maddening because it's on an out route. It's off a quick game. It's like it doesn't it doesn't need to be that. You know what I mean? No. It doesn't need to be. Like, I understand if you're getting beat deep and you want to – even the one where he did get kind of beat, like, he's in phase with the guy. He doesn't right. need to grab him. Like, right. He doesn't need to do that. And I think that's – As Rod like, said post game, like, we need him to calm down. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's like when I see people getting penalties like that, they're just not they're, – they're, they're trying too hard. You know, like when offensive linemen are getting a whole bunch of holding calls, they're trying too hard to win. They're not using right technique. Like I, I went through phases like that too, so I can totally relate. But yeah. um, but I think, yeah, that to me, that that was the, the huge, the huge thing. You know what I mean? That was the biggest element for them. And, you know, everyone talks about that, that drive where C.D. Lamb catches three passes in a row for like 70 yards or whatever. Like They wound up getting a stop on that drive. Yeah, like – they did a good job outside of the penalties. Like once the penalties happened, I think it was like a, I forget the exact sequencing, but it was like, it's 15 to 10. They come out and then it's like three consecutive huge penalties. Right. If right. That, is that right? And then like they end up getting a touchdown or a field goal off of that or something, whatever it is. And that to me, that was the, the, the story of the game because it kind of negates all the hard work. It negates the great coverage. It negates the great anticipation that they'd put in up into that point. And I think that to me, when I look at the defense, like, like when you watch play for play, it's like, man, this is pretty dang good. And then yeah. you realize that there's it's that handful of bad plays that really just wreck the game. Totally. Uh, the other thing that concerns me to wrap up uh, the pod here on the defensive side is the lack of fear in taking shots against this defense. Because to me, mm. it speaks to two things. One, they don't think the secondary is going to be a problem. They're not going to pick it off, and they're, it's either probably going to be an incompletion, a penalty, or a completion. And right. we like we like those outcomes as an offense. So we're going to ch- – I mean, to salt the game away, Kellen Moore is like, <laughs> let's chuck it. Hey, right. go routes. They're going to stack the box, try to stop the run because they think we're going to run out. And we are so unafraid of their ability to defend this. We're just going to send CeeDee Lamb on a bunch of go routes. And it worked. Um, they get the last PI on Jackson. He does make a good play, but like they salt the game away in part because they take the top off on multiple plays on that drive. Then that also to me though says we're not really scared of your pass rush either. And that to me has been is great and as hard as that front played and as amazingly well as they've done against the run the last two weeks. They have not been impactful from a rushing standpoint in terms of at least getting to sacks and. I know they might have some QB hits and some pressures, but like everybody gets those. That's the league. The league is always throwing the ball right before the quarterback gets hit. The best defenses elevate because they actually get home before the ball gets out. And with Sweat not having a sack yet this year, Allen and Payne have done a good job of pushing the pocket. They've each got some sacks, um, but we haven't really seen sacks from the other end spot either. Um, Blitzers have had limited success. Jamin's got a couple, um, but his sacks even were on like scramble situations where he runs hurts yeah. down last week. You're just not getting a lot of pressure in timing. And I think that's a concerning thing. Maybe not next week necessarily or the week after considering the quarterbacks you play. But this schedule uh, has gone from one of the easiest projected in the league to they now, uh, based off current records, have the second hardest schedule in the league remaining. The Lions Mm. are the only one that has a harder schedule. And so if, if that's the case, 
you're probably playing some pretty good quarterbacks or some teams that understand how to take advantage of that kind of situation. That is like the longer term concerning thing for me for as well as this defense has shored itself up over the last couple of weeks that that big play potential, the thing that can undo them is there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look at the two teams they've played the last two weeks. Philly's like big shot, big play type of team, right? They've got the horses, they've got the quarterback to get that done. So that, that to me makes sense that they gave up some big plays. Like, cause every team that Philly's played has given up sure. big plays in the passing game. Um, Dallas, we knew that they liked to run play action passes and take shots. Like that was like in our scattering report last Friday or whatever we talked about. Like you got to be ready for play pass. And they lean into that. Cooper Rush did an excellent job executing. So I do think that like, like we just talked about with the offense, a good play fake in the right situation mitigates pass rush, right? And so you're not going to get a ton of push in those situations. I will say that I think sacks generally tend to be a very poor indicator of defensive line performance and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is like if you're getting pressures like sacks like you said sacks a little bit up and down like because the quarterback gets the ball out right before but if i'm getting clean wins and getting a lot of pressure that bodes well for for my production and i think when you look at this group specifically against dallas philly a little bit quieter but dallas specifically like i feel like Allen had like five or six pressures in that game pain as well right they did a good job of creating pressure. I think Sweat did a nice job of creating pre- like pressures, right? Obviously, they have to finish the rush. But I do think when you look at this team, and if I'm if I'm scouting this team, I'm saying we really got to make sure we're dialed in on these matchups up front because they are creating pressure. And like it just takes one kind of extra hitch by the quarterback or a misstep by the quarterback, and those become sacks. And it's not again like Allen specifically has a ton of clean wins in pass in pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's important for fans to understand and kind of internalize like that group is playing maybe not as well as, you know, everyone anticipated they would, which was maybe an unrealistic expectation. But they're doing a very, very good job in terms of creating pass rush and, and making pressure. So I, don't, I don't think that's the concern, but I definitely agree with you that the secondary is not putting the fear of God in anybody at this point. Right. I think when you look at when you look at the matchups, when you look at how guys are covering, when you look at all those different variables, it's, um, you know, I think in some cases they're doing a good job of forcing tight window throws, but you got to finish those plays at some point, right? right? You can be in tight coverage, but you got to finish. Like I look at Kendall and everyone's kind of on Kendall right now and he should be benched. He should be cut. I look at the Philly game and I think he played really, really well. He's in tight coverage the entire game. There's not a lot of space. You got to make a play and finish. And like, that's, that's not nuanced analysis by me, but that's just a fact of life. No, but like, that's the league. And that's kind of what I mean is like, Quarterbacks making throws while under pressure is part of playing quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Like, that's why you have to get home every once in a while. Like, cumulative hits, like, there's like a threshold, too. We're talking layers and nuance here. If you are literally getting after the guy every single snap and you're rushing his throws, like, those hits, those pressures, they matter. But if you're just, like, kind of every so often getting some pressures and sporadic, then quarterbacks can make throws under pressure. Um, And that's the lead. Even a guy like Cooper Rush can make throws under pressure. Uh, these offenses are designed to get the ball out quickly and they'll get it out just before the pressure comes because that's the way it's designed to work. And so they've got to get home often enough to change that, to knock offenses off of rhythm. Also, obviously, sacks can be turnover creation plays. Sure. Uh, sacks knock an offense off schedule. So, like, you know, in the playmaking category, interceptions and turnovers would be great, which they have not done in three straight games. 
Uh, but a, a sack and sacks and things like that can also be the types of things that set up those situations because now you're in third and third and long or second and long and you get off rhythm and, and you try something and that's when you get the turnover play. So um, I just think a little bit more would, would go a long way. Obviously they're, they're playing great with a, in terms of having a floor underneath them, but their ceiling would go way up. And like, this is also like if chase gets back and becomes a, an impact pass rusher, then this changes dramatically. Um, but that's kind of, I don't know, it's something that I think strikes me as part of the issue with the secondary as well, because they're constantly like they're always under threat because the pass rush isn't quite getting home enough. It's close, right. but not quite enough. Well, I also think that it, do, it does affect a pass rusher's confidence when they're playing with a, with a lead. And we haven't done that at all this season outside of Jacksonville. And I look at the Jacksonville game and I don't remember, I got to look this up, but I think it was like the last, seven dropbacks like Montez had six pressures you know oh, what yeah, I mean he like, was incredible so I think like giving like those those situations they let they lead to a certain level of confidence for the pass rusher and when you're kind of in the mix of a game it's really hard to get like pure rush opportunities quite frankly so I and I also think that they are restricting the defensive ends a little bit in this rush scheme you know there's a lot of criticism when they get higher than the quarterback Ron's been very vocal about that, even from the preseason. Yeah. One of the Those, plays that Rush makes on Sunday uh, is, yeah. is he gets out. And so obviously, like that's a huge point of emphasis for those guys. And it does limit does limit your effectiveness. You know, like they're they're and it, it makes the defense better, but it limits your ability to consistently generate pressure. No, that's that's a really, really, really phenomenal point. Uh that's in fact where we'll close. It's it's so good. We'll use it to punctuate the podcast. Uh, if you want more from Logan, you want to see some of these breakdowns in video form, check his Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson 82 and the commander's YouTube section, our YouTube page, and you can go to the film breakdowns in their command center show. Uh, we, of course, are giving it to you three days a week, instant reaction pod on Mondays, deep dive Wednesdays, and then our preview pod on Friday. So we will see you then. And then for countdown to kickoff on Sunday, until then, I'll see y'all on the radio on the team 980. And uh, that's it. That's all for this edition of Take Command. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.